G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention once again to those who are in our families and in our communities who are getting a little older. There's a little extra snow on the roof, even though down below the fire is still burning. But there are older Australians. Our population is ageing. And sometimes our elder Australians are being left to the side without special care and attention. So let's give some attention once again today to how we love the older people who are among us. And back to join us in a conversation is Ben Boland, an aged care chaplain who writes and speaks about aged care ministry. He's the co-author of two booklets, Jesus Loves Me and Joy to the World, part of the Hammond Care and Bible Society Faith for Life Suite. Ben, a special welcome back to 2020. Neil, it's wonderful to be with you. It's interesting, isn't it, Ben, that we even really need to have a conversation about how we love older people. If they're family members, they loved us and raised us. So there's something there that almost becomes like an obligation to care for them in their older years, but sometimes we have to be encouraged to be able to do that. Yeah, I think there is clearly a level of reciprocity. Is that the right phrase? Um, Or responsibility. Um, We love because we were first loved in that sense. But there's also, I think, very clear biblical commandment to do so. And I think particularly when we look at the Old Testament, there's a pile of commandments to love older people. And that suggests to me, maybe I'm reading it wrong, that wouldn't be the first time, but it does suggest to me that even in ancient times, there was a temptation to not care for older people. So God is exquisitely, repeatedly clear in the Old Testament, particularly, but also in the New, that we need to love all people, particularly vulnerable people, and particularly, particularly, if I can butcher my English for a moment, old people. The Ten Commandments, honour your mother and your father. Exodus 22, you shall not mistreat any widow or fatherless child. Interesting as you say this, uh, because Ben, you know, I find myself, my wife and I, with uh, some aging mothers, and uh, the thought that honour your mother and father has some special benefits to it, because when you're honouring your ageing family members, you're modelling that care for your own children and perhaps even your grandchildren. So there's something in there that actually is beneficial in caring for our elders. Yeah, unequivocally caring for older people is a privilege. Um, Now, it doesn't mean it's not hard. Um, Like all relationships, um, all love comes with a cost. Uh, yeah, there is a real sense of it's a privilege to do it, um, as well as it being a very clear commandment from God. 
Let's talk about church, because church has to have a level of renewal. There has to be children's ministry and teenage ministry. For a church to grow and to be sustained, there has to be that activity that happens in those younger years. What are your concerns, Ben, so far as churches and care for the elderly? Because sometimes they can get a little less attention. Yeah, um, I've been around churches for a while now, um, and I've often seen churches who've said, oh, look, we've got these old people, they want to do this old service, we don't want to do hymns, we want to have drums or whatever the um, latest musical thing is, and it seems to change quite quickly, which is not a bad thing. Um, But in the midst of that, I think we actually need to be holding to our care for older people. And I find it interesting as I read Gospels, as I read Luke's account in Acts of the early church, most, in fact, almost exclusively, the ministry is aimed at adults. Um, Jesus does say, let the little children come to him, but that's a one-off occurrence. Now, I'm not saying he only ever spoke to kids once, but his emphasis, his evangelistic focus, if you will, was on engaging with and bringing into relationship adults. Um, And I think it's therefore really important. I think, yeah, look, clearly churches always need to be growing, need to be renewing. Um, It's very clear that, um, to use the old quote, God doesn't have grandchildren, he just has children. I suspect it's one of those things, isn't it? Uh, You have to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. You have to be able to raise those children uh, with children's ministries and teenage ministries, but you can't neglect uh, this older end of the spectrum. For churches that are wanting to do something significant for those older Australians, and given that we've got this ageing population in Australia, this is not going away. There are going to be a lot of older people who are looking for support from their local church. What do you suggest by way of what the church can offer in a way that we can then love our older family members and older community members? That's a huge um a huge question. So let me see what I can do to cover it. I think the first is um, the chew, walk and chew gum is right. I mean, look, churches are resource poor as a general rule. Um, most churches would love to do more, and that's really good. And it is really challenging. Um, any ministry has costs, and you can't do everything. That That's just the reality of life. Um, but having said that, I think when we do old age care ministry well, we often end up that being intergenerational. So if someone's caring for, oh, I'll pick on my mum at the moment, who's living in Tamworth, my mum and dad who are older, uh, when the church is caring for them, they're also impacting me as someone who's in their 40s. They're impacting my kids who are in their teens. So there's a real level of intergenerationalness and often, particularly as people get late older, those intergenerationalness is often very local because typically you have at least one family member who's quite close um, and who's often providing primary care. So by ministering to the older person, you're also reaching other demographics and demographics who historically have been quite hard to reach. Um, by loving older people. So I think 
the walking and chewing gum is a good analogy, but part of it is that walking, chewing gum helps you walk, if that makes sense too. So there's also some crossover. Part of it too means we need to be thinking about what does, how do we run church that is not simply open to all, and I think church, most churches would say they're welcome to all, but is actively ministering to and helpful for different people. Um, yeah. That means thinking through, through how we do our Sunday or Saturday service or weekday service. I don't want to pick a day for church. Um, it means thinking through, right, have we got some aged care facilities or a respite centre or a residential living in within five kilometres of church? Okay. If we do, then we've got a natural grouping of older people. So how can we minister in that space? Ben, is there a specialised ministry need for churches? Because we could look at the pastors, the ministers, and say, well, they're already run off their feet. Uh, is there some room here for uh, getting prepared uh, to become a little more specialised so that you can care for our ageing population, whether it's family members or in our wider community? Yeah, look, um, there's clearly some things that are specialised to aged care or, or lean themselves in that direction. Um, but if I can use the example of ministering to people who are living with a disability, historically, we as a church have not been very good and they have often felt on the outside of that um, but I've actually been doing some reading in that space. And some of the readers are saying, well, if we don't have people living with disability in our congregation when they're within, I'll say, five kilometres for a magic number, then are we really the church if we're not reaching those people at all? I think the other question is we want a specialisation. Um, we've got a number of great churches here in Stanthorpe, um, but some of those churches have actually decided not to have a youth group or not have Sunday school at this point. And partially that's been because they're saying, oh, well, the church over there, church, I won't use names, church A is doing that really well. So we're not going to try and duplicate that. We're going to try and move in different ways. So we, the church, in the corporate sense, as opposed to the denominational sense, can minister to Stanthorpe. So your hometown is Stanthorpe there in southern Queensland and it's a smaller community compared to some of those people listening in cities uh, who are thinking that cities are somehow rather better. But what is your thought on the comparison be between how you might care for your elderly in a country town compared to the bigger city? Because is it perhaps even easier to get a focus on care for the older people in your community in country towns? Um, I've ministered as a chaplain both in Sydney, which I think is we're fair to say is a larger centre, and in Stanthorpe, which is surely a smaller centre. And yeah, there are differences, but the similarities are larger than the differences. Older people are still older people, emphasis there on people. Wherever they live, the gospel doesn't change whether you live east of the dividing range or west of the dividing range. So there's lots and lots of things that are more similar than diverse, but like everything, if I was to do this in a town of 5,000 in Western Australia or South Australia, um, that would have to be targeted to what that community works with. 
and how that community exists, its strengths, its weaknesses. If we refer back to what we started talking about, Ben, how do we love older people? You're talking about taking time, showing concern and providing some practical support for the elderly. It's, in some sense, just looking for some extra hands and feet to put their uh, interest and and effort into into how you care for the elderly. Yeah, a lot of a lot of aged care stuff is like any other care stuff. It's all about relationship. Now, I'm not saying that people can't come to faith and can't be encouraged outside of relationship, but Jesus is incredibly relational in his ministry. He has this this tight 12 and then the tighter three um, and then this this group so I think we need to be thinking relationally whether we're dealing with people who are two or a hundred and two well it is always so good getting your insights uh, Ben Boland is an aged care chaplain he writes and speaks now extensively about aged care ministry He's co-authored two booklets, Jesus Loves Me and Joy to the World. You can connect with Ben on his LinkedIn page. You can find Ben Boland. Keep an eye out for the Jesus Loves Me book, available at Hammond Care and the Bible Society. And you can even catch a YouTube clip featuring Ben Boland, Jesus Love in Aged Care. You can find that on YouTube. Ben, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020. Neil, it's an important topic and it's great to be with you again. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.